What it is, yo. What's up? This is Real Talk Sports, Deontay Smith. And man, what a crazy week 10 it was. Highlighted by the Hill Murray from Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins, who, in his terms or his words, donked on three defenders. Man, it was an amazing play. And even more spectacular was the throw as he threw across his body. He had to reset, reset his feet and throw across his body, man. Kyler Murray is definitely uh, A1 or K1, however you want to put it, as his Twitter handle is. Now, for me in the Academy Sports League, the one that I, in my home league, it's redraft, it's fun, and it's competitive. I had a disappointing loss. I lost to Mike this week, 125 to 122 and a half. We both have nobody left to play here Monday night. Other news in the league, we have the only undefeated team going down unless Darnell Mooney and the Minnesota defense puts up about 40 points. That's what it's going to take, 41 points to be exact, in order to pull this off for that squad. I don't see it happening. Um, So good week, Kagan. We really needed this because we do have a record book that we keep track of, and um, right now Kagan... He leads in over two seasons, the uh, most games won consecutively. But it's always good to see a, a a contender fall, especially when you have hopes of facing that contender. Right now, the way that it's going to shake out, my squad looks like they're going to be a four spot. And that puts me right up there where uh, the best team in the league, who would be Justin's squad, temporary team, name, and uh, hopefully, Pittsburgh Fillers, Joey, can uh, can upset them in round one if the playoffs were to end or start today. Joey is three and six, though, and I, I don't see that happening. But Joey does have a competitive squad who I'm surprised hasn't performed better. He has Justin Herbert, Kenyon Drake, James Robinson, Terry McLaurin, touchdown Will Fuller, Aaron Jones, he has a great squad, man, but it just hasn't come together. Uh, I know when me and him faced off earlier in the year, I beat him, and he got a pretty poor showing out of out of uh, <clears throat> Terry McLaurin, who only scored five points. But I did catch him in Aaron Jones' bye week, which was also the bye week for my top two guys, which would have been Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. But... I had a stack with Bridgewater or DJ Moore that helped me survive, and Kevin really showed up that week. Man, hope he gets back healthy because my squad is definitely a solid wide receiver squad. I have uh, Michael Thomas, who hasn't started performing to his uh, to expectations just yet. I have Devontae Adams, who has been wide receiver number one in my eyes, without a doubt. Um, DJ Moore. And Calvin really are my four wide receivers that I will go out with. That's two wide receivers starting and two in the flex. And those have been kind of my my way of uh, being solid or competitive in this league. This year, we added the points per carry, which has uh, brought some order, I would say. Um, it prevents me from stacking wide receivers and just going crazy every week. Because now your Mike Davises and your DJ Dallas's and your Malcolm Browns get points for the few touches that they do get. 
and now it brings more value across the league for running backs. It's not so top heavy, even though you do get your your Derrick Henrys who uh, who usually perform pretty well. I think Derrick Henry got about 22 and a half, but he didn't get any touchdowns, which uh, Ashton kind of hated. He went 19 for 103, no TDs, and uh, you really don't get much without TDs. Uh, you don't really separate from the rest of the running backs without TDs in this league because everybody gets credit for for carries. Uh, let's see what else we can touch on. Did I tell you that that Hail Mary was miraculous? <laughs> All right, let me, let me chill out. We're going to get into some stuff for week 11, and I'm going to do a preview for the week 10 Monday night game. All right, all right, all right. Let's go ahead and hop into this Monday night football preview first. Now, what I am both thinking is going to happen is the, the over-under is 43.5. I think it's going to be under. I'm thinking 28-14 to 14 type of game. Um, they're going to, Minnesota's definitely going to let Dalvin Cook. And I think Foles may get up two TDs. I think Allen Robinson is going to have a pretty solid game. I don't think anybody on the back end of the Vikings defense is going to be able to hold down Alvin Rob- Allen Robinson for too long because he's going to get a whole lot of targets, which I, he's one of my favorite receivers that I never draft. And uh, I hate that I never draft him because I always end up trying to trade for him during the season. But Allen Robinson is always he's consistent. Uh, you know you're going to get double-digit targets at least out of him. And he's going to catch a high percentage of those balls. This year he's caught... Uh, two 10 catch games which is, which is pretty solid You can that's 10 points that you can bank on and uh, the only single digit game he's had has been against the Giants and I'm not sure why he has such a poor outing that game, it must be Bradbury who covered him um, but he has he's a little banged up but he is expected to play tonight and I would not be surprised if Cordell Patterson has a pretty solid game just because if they're playing from behind He's going to be in there getting a lot of that work. Ryan All really doesn't uh, make me want to pick him up. So Cordell Patterson is definitely a fantasy-relevant back as he does play receiver and running back, and he returns kicks. So if you do get points for return yards, definitely look into Cordell Patterson. That's somebody I wanted to pick up this year, this week, and uh, I picked up Taysom Hill instead because I expected Taysom Hill to uh, play pretty solid if the Saints got ahead. Um, I was kind of that was kinda like my lottery ticket, but uh, I ended up not playing him either, which would have helped me win. But as far as the Viking side go, they're gonna let Dalvin Cook. Um, I don't expect a whole lot of targets for Jer- Justin Jefferson, but I do think Adam Thielen gets into the end zone at least once in the red zone. Um, that's if they don't just hand it off to Dalvin Cook. Because uh, this offense is really built around Dalvin Cook. They're not letting Kirk Cousins have the ball in his hands a whole lot, kind of like when he was in Washington. Because if you minimize the amount of times this man puts the ball in the air, you minimize the amount of times that you risk giving the ball away. And that is something that the Vikings have kind of realized uh, as the season is, season is going on. And it kind of worried me because they really, really look really, really good against my Green Bay Packers. But... We will see them again, and hopefully we can unhand them of that NFC North crown. It's a really competitive North. Um, I do expect 
the defense to look pretty good because you really can't pass on the uh, the Bears defense and the Vikings really aren't going to be looking to pass. So I do expect for it to be a low-scoring game under that 43.5. So if you do bet, I would take the Vikings at 3, I think, and the uh, 43.5 under. That's how we'll bet this week. Alright, just a short recap um, for week 10. That's all it's supposed to be. And looking forward, guys, keep an eye on Teddy Bridgewater. His strained MCL. You may be looking at P.J. Walker. So I would be fading D.J. Moore, Rodney Anderson, those two guys this week. Curtis Samuel gets a lot of his work on jet sweeps and those little push passes, so I don't expect him to be moved down a whole lot. But you just have to understand that um, right now Bridgewater is day-to-day, and P.J. Walker, there's a reason he isn't the starter um, Carolina, but just keep an eye on that. Another guy you wanted to take a look at is Devontae Booker. Somehow he collected 81 yards and a TD this week. I have to go look at those 16 carries and just take a look at it. But that is definitely a pretty solid. I don't know if they're just trying to keep Josh Jacobs healthy, but they both put up points. Uh, Malcolm Pittman Jr. This is a guy I told Kagan to go grab, and he went against it. But uh, Michael Pittman Jr. is the number one option in Indy. He's just been injured, and he's a rookie. So I can see why people are fading him, but... He put up seven catches and 101 yards, and I think he's going to be the number one waiver pickup. I'll go dig deep later this week into waiver ads that I think are going to be pretty solid. I'll look at a lot of targets, and I'll look at uh, game script. So those are just two things to keep an eye on. Um, Oh, one more guy. One more guy. Not even Josh Reynolds. He's not a, a guy that I would say go grab. But I will say this, if, uh, if any of the receivers go down, or if Higby or Everett do suffer an injury, Josh Reynolds does get a push up. And I appreciate you guys for listening. A little quick pod for you today. And uh, keep an eye out on what I got pushing out this later this week. Peace.